Hello there, it's Sam Leon here. Welcome to another Power of Purpose podcast. Purpose is such an interesting thing and it it doesn't stand alone. There are so many other aspects around it, giving you your drive, your energy, your motivation, your direction. Um, but it's one of the principal things. Um, if you don't know what your purpose in life is, if you haven't created one for yourself or it hasn't come naturally, God-given, whatever you believe or don't believe in, if it isn't there, then um, we'll help you find it in this edition. I said it's a multiple of, of, of many things that create your direction and purpose and energy. And one of the most important of those things is values. And we get our values, and I, I touched on this in the last episode, but we get those values from our parents, grandparents, um, our religious teachings, um, our belief system is based upon our values or our values are based upon our belief system. Those values are deep uh, and they don't change. In fact, <laughs> amazingly, they're locked into place by the time you are 10, 10 years of age. So what you are today uh, in your values, your belief system is what you were at 10, with just two that change between, between 10 and 21. And they're your values in clothing. You're not being directed by parents. You can now experiment. Your friends are telling you, hey, you want to get this new trendy jacket or those shoes look terrible. Try these sneakers instead. Um, so your values, more than your taste, your values in clothing, whether you should wear a certain thing to a particular occasion or you don't give a damn, um, those values uh, change between 10 and 20. Um, as do your values with regard to uh, food, what you eat. Now, lots of it have already been locked in place. My dad had me on on wine when I was quite young, drinking wine and lemonade, wine and water, and then just wine. Um, and by the age I was seven, six, seven, definitely, um, I was drinking wine with my parents at dinner, whereas my friends weren't allowed to touch alcohol. Um, and until they were much older uh, at home and much older again until they were out in public. Of course, I couldn't drink wine in, in public. So um, those values will, will change. And they only, uh, sorry, they won't change. They get locked into place. They only change if you have a C, uh, a significant emotional event. And I think I mentioned last time the classic is um, if a, a woman comes home, finds her husband in bed with somebody else or uh, your partner, uh, be it uh, uh, heterosexual or uh, multisexual, gay, you find your partner um, uh, is with someone else and you say, you rotten mongrel, I'll never trust another uh, partner, another person, another man, another woman ever again. And ka-chunk you've had a value shift. So I want to talk about values first. 
How do you discover your values at the age you are now, 25, 35, 45, 65, 75? How do you find your values? Well, it takes a, a, a lot of work and you need to be in a quiet place to do it and you need to be on your own. No one can tell you what your values are. And you get there by thinking about yourself. What am I? If someone was to describe me, what am I is the first question. And then you start to dissect it. Um, What am I? I'm a fun person. What does fun mean? Break that down. Oh, fun means happy. What does happy mean? Break that down. Oh, happy means pleasant, enjoyable. I'm a pleasant, enjoyable person. What does that mean? Um, It might be uh, I'm an intolerant person. Hang on. What's intolerant mean? Um, I'm a very serious person. Well, what does serious mean? Um, And so you keep breaking it down. This isn't a five-minute exercise. This can take several hours, at the end of which you're quite exhausted. If you can get to six levels, most people can get to four levels of what that meaning is. If you can get to six, you're just about there. If, and there's very few people that can do it, you get to eight, you're home and hosed. You know what your guiding value is. There are 126 values that have been documented. You can look up Google, I guess, and and ask for a list of values, and you'll see a whole range of values there that you can choose uh, from. But the way you speak, whether you obey the traffic lights or don't go through the yellow light or, or, or stop at the yellow light, whether you pick up your knife or just grab your food in your fingers, um, whether you wait for other people to eat or you don't. And that's not manners. Well, they are manners, but they're values. They're the values that you hold dear. Um, so those teachings from grandparents, parents, religious teachers, school teachers, people you played with in the playground, you made up stories with, um, all of those early teenage experiences, but particularly the young experiences, are what forms your values. And your values base is what you take with you through life. It's what turns you on or turns you off. Similarly, with purpose, you go back to those early childhood days. What did you enjoy doing? Being by yourself in a room reading? Did you like putting on a show in front of your mum and dad or your parents or your friends, doing a little dance, singing a song? Were you good at games? Were you a singer, an entertainer? Were you a shy person? Were you someone who spent time with other people? In particular, what was it that you did? all of the time that came to you naturally. And in particular, what was it that people said, gee, I wish I could do that? 
And you said, oh, that's easy. Anyone can do it. Easy for you, not necessarily easy for them. I love getting up in front of an audience to talk. The larger the audience, the happier I am. Give me 10 people. That's cool. Give me 100. That's cooler. Give me 1,000. Now we're starting to talk. Give me 10,000 and I'm loving life. That's me. Other people are scared stiff of getting up and speaking. They would probably rate having to stand up in front of a crowd and speak as one of their scariest things in life. So my purpose, which is to tell stories um, that benefit other people, um, is obvious because ever since I was a kid, I have enjoyed talking, presenting, talking with other kids, helping other kids, speaking out, speaking up in class. Um, I've loved doing that without knowing it was my purpose until I sat down and took time to work out what gave me the greatest enjoyment, what I was naturally good at, and what other people appreciated. Now, I think it's time to introduce you to Sam Starr. You heard right, he's a Sam. And I say that in this next segment. Sam's back. In fact, two Sams. Yep, you heard me right. Sam and Sam. I'm delighted to introduce you to Sam Starr. Sam and I have been good acquaintances for, I don't know, how many years do you think, Uh, Sam? Over 30, over 30 years. And in that time, I've uh, noticed, as we all do, Sam grow, grow in his knowledge, grow in his skills. Um, Sam's a very interesting and very different purpose, and I'm pleased to introduce you to him. Sam, um, tell us a little bit about your background and your work, what you enjoyed, and then I want to ask you a couple of specific questions about purpose and direction and affirmations. Thanks, Sam. Um, well, this is this is really I, I, this. You said Sam and Sam. I called it Sam Squared. So that's the, we can call this session Sam Squared. Um, but I've, I met you many years ago, absolutely around uh, around the area of sales, where we got involved with a couple of, of, of small ventures. And and uh, it's I'm very grateful to you because you've actually you've taught me so much, and I think you've been absolutely amazing with how you've always. Um, You've always empowered me and you've always given me knowledge. So I'll always be very grateful for that um, and really appreciate your mentorship. Um, you don't know how, how much of an impact it's had to me. So I wanted to say that, um, that first of all. Um, and shortly after that, I, I, I got on a sales career. I, I had so many different jobs. I, I, um, my mother never used to bother worry, worry about packing lunch for me because I'd, I'd changed job, jobs by lunchtime. I'd had that many jobs. Um, and um, yeah, I, I got involved in um, in the early '80s in direct sales, um, in network marketing. I've built up quite a uh, quite an extensive Amway business over the years. Haven't been involved for the last six or seven years, but love the residual income, um, and that's where I'm, I've made and continue to make my money, um, which is fantastic. And I've done that by helping other people, um, uh, other people make money, and other people uh, uh, other people achieve goals. So. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, recently, um, in pursuit of um, 
developing my skills and communication abilities and understanding myself, I've undergone a lot of NLP training. And I've just done an NLP... Just explain to our listeners NLP, what it stands for. Oh, okay. NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. So it's the, uh, it's the coming together... It's basically the coming together of... of, of commu- it's where psychology meets um, new age communication, if you like. Um, and I could spend a lot of time on it, but I won't, because we don't have much time. Um, but it's an effective way to be able to improve one's communication with yourself and with other people. Um, Because our language is so important, what we say and how we think uh, is just so important. And everything we do, every action we have is pre-meditated or or, uh, it's a precursor to out with our thoughts. So how we actually think determines how we act. So the idea of NLP is to be able to uh, be at at cause rather than effect, so be in control of your direction. So prime difference between NLP and psychology is with psychology and psychiatry, you go through a catharsis process. So you revisit the, um, the old emotion, the old trauma, and the, the counsellor takes you through a process of actually um, changing that. So you have to revisit it. The idea with NLP is that you can actually change your thoughts like that. You can change them in a second. Um, And the reason is because you don't need to go back and experience the thought, you just need to change your recollection of the thought, and that's the whole pretext to NLP. So it's a very exciting science, and yes, it is a science. It's been around for 40 years in its current form, Um, and I'm very excited about the changes it's made to my life, but more importantly to the changes I've I've helped other people with as well in my other endeavours, which I still continue to do. Sam, that's fantastic. I've been a great believer in NLP all my life and I've endeavoured to practice NLP. Um, And uh, in a moment, uh, we'll get your details if people would like uh, to know more because I know you're a practitioner in NLP. I particularly today want to know about your purpose because this program is about purpose, purpose driver. Um, and uh, I think you referred to it as your affirmation, but I have to say, uh, to me, it's one and the same. Would you please tell our listeners what your affirmation is? Well, what I actually do, Sam, sorry I didn't explain that well, I actually affirm my purpose, so that's pretty clearly embedded. But my, my big thing in terms of purpose is being of service, um, being a service to other people. So it's to equip and empower other people and to leave a positive footprint, um, both with my family and the wider community. I think that's pretty good and it's succinct. And did you hear how short that was, listeners? Um, it's direct, it's to the point. Sam knows what he's about. Sam knows where he's going. Uh, Sam, on that point... Uh, how do people communicate with you? How do they contact you? Um, well, it's great. These days there's social media. They can they can look me up my Facebook profile, Sam Star, S-A-M-S-T-A-R. That's easy. Um, I'm, uh, I've got um, mobile phone. I've, I've got, um, I was going to say I've got fax, but I don't have a fax anymore. Um, so, yeah, Facebook's probably easier. Social media's great. Instagram, um, Samuel, S-A-M-U-E-L, dot star um, 
but Samstar and Facebook, they're probably the two easiest ways to get in contact and just through Facebook Messenger. Um, yeah, and uh, you'll, um, you'll see my smiling face on Facebook when you look me up. Thanks, Sam. I've been speaking with Sam Starr, um, a, a personal a friend, a mate, and uh, someone whom I've uh, regarded very highly throughout my own lifetime. Sam, thanks for those nice things you said about me, but more importantly, thank you for enlightening our listeners. Wish you well, mate. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Really appreciate it. Thanks. As you could hear, Sam is passionate about what he believes in and what he does, what his purpose, his affirmation, as he calls it, is all about. Now, Sam and I have similar purpose drivers, but we are very different people. Our values aren't dissimilar. In fact, we both have the same national values. That's Aussie values, Australian values. Um, by being brought up in this country. Um, we share other similar background values, but our purpose drivers are quite similar, although we're very different people. Sam and I could cohabitate quite easily. And I mention cohabitate because when you live with somebody long-term, your partner in life, it's usually values and matched values, not purpose, that determines the quality and longevity of your relationship. It's not whether you like the same food, you're both vegans, it doesn't matter if you like the same music or the same movies um, or you have passionate sex. It's Yeah, that's sort of periphery part of it, enjoyable um, and, and a major part of the fabric of your life, but it's matched values. If the values you hold near and dear are similar, at least above 70%, get to 80 or 90%, <laughs> you're together forever um, uh, until death do us part. Your purpose drivers could be entirely different, but that won't affect your relationship. Purpose is deep. Values are deep. Motivation can be very deep, but quite often motivation is on the surface. Motivation skin deep. Uh, music will turn you on. Ambience, uh, a great poet, a terrific uh, piece on a violin will get your skin tingling. Uh, I love rock, rock music. Oh, gosh, that gets me pumped. Um, but that's not where my deep motivation comes from or yours. Yours comes, if you wanted to, huh, you've got to let it out. Yours comes from somewhere deep down inside of you. And when you feel motivated, you tingle all over. And your motivation hasn't got anything to do with your values, but it's got heaps to do with your purpose. It isn't a simple topic. It isn't easy to follow. And next time, we'll take a look at ways in which the mind works when you are collaborating and communicating. And then 
they all come into play. Values, purpose, motivation. Until then, thanks so much for listening. I do hope you've enjoyed and we'll speak again soon. Bye now. Thank you.